a lot of pro-life people are actually just anti-abortion because they say they're pro-life, yet they're like, they're the same people that are pushing for more and more people to be incarcerated for petty crimes. They're the same people that don't believe in having a social welfare system. They, they, don't, they don't care about people. And how can you be pro-life when you don't care about people? Hi everyone, welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all that jazz. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. We're going to start off discussing like social justice, like social media activism, slash performative activism. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of the strange or weird way in which I think people are kind of forced to always take sides. We're going to discuss um, a lot of not a lot, but a few hot topics such as pro-life versus pro-choice. Very topically, we're, we're gonna, I'm not going to go into really deep, deep, deep things about it, but, but just on the surface. Then we're going to talk a bit about critical race theory. And we're going to end off just discussing importance of listening to people that you don't agree with. Because I feel like people tend to really just only listen to people that they think that are right. And people who, the people that they think are right are people that agree with them. And I think that's an issue, so we're going to discuss that. So without further ado, let's get into this. So let's start off with just performative activism. I think one thing that I've realized that I feel, I no longer feel shackled to do is to comment on every social justice issue, whether or not the issue, you know, impacts the group that I'm affiliated with or whatnot. Like, I just... I don't feel the need to make my voice hurt every time something happens. I don't feel the need to post about every single thing. I just, I don't, I don't feel the need anymore. And I think I kind of pulled back a bit. I, I want to say maybe post the George, George Floyd protest, but I've recognized how much I've pulled back, especially most recently when, um, when people were posting about the anniversary of the killing of Trayvon Martin. And I remember just kind of seeing people post about post about it on Instagram, and I would just keep on scrolling, not because I don't care, but because I I, I realized that for me, for me to be able to maintain and regulate my emotions, I need to not engage in every single thing. If I was to really sit down and just be like, you know what, let me really think about this, let me really just, really just grieve again what happened, I would be so emotionally dysregulated that I know I, w- I would not be of any good to anyone. I would be angry. I would be crying. And I just, I personally do not want to always be in that place all the time. It's just too emotionally exhausting. And like going back to George Floyd protests, I think when when all that was going on, I was a complete emotional mess. Not going to lie. I was a complete mess. I think around that time, it was also kind of a spike in COVID cases, whatever. It was just it was a lot going on, and I just, I did not know how to really be able to be okay with all that was going on. And I don't, I don't think anyone should have been okay with what's going on, but I'm just saying that I feel like a part of being an adult is being able to understand, like, how how can I allow myself to feel, truly feel, without literally just not having any control over what's going on, over my own emotions? And I feel like when that was going on, I was taking I was taking on all the um all the grief and all the sadness and I wasn't able to really deal with it, deal with it in a very healthy way and so I 
I kind of turned inward and became very depressed. And it was just, it was just too much. Having to experience all these intense emotions without, without a way to really regulate it was just left me feeling very weak. And it's interesting though, because I feel like a lot of my greatest creative work has been done when I've when I've been feeling very intense emotions, like not necessarily distressing emotions, but intense emotions. And so I know that you know where there is creativity, there's usually a lot of emotions, a lot of feeling, a lot of a lot of different things going on. So I don't think having deep emotions is bad, but I think having deep emotions without a way to really to really contain it and really work through it is a problem. And so when I realized that I couldn't really work through them, those emotions in a very healthy way at that moment, I was like, you know what? From from now on, I have to be careful with how I engage with a lot of these triggering things because I just cannot do it. You know, even now when I hear about things like, you know, gun violence, police brutality, violence against women, violence against black women, violence against trans women, it's just like, I cannot constantly be ingesting in that type of information all the time, like, for me to be able to function as a human being, I cannot just learn about all these things that are going on and just be okay with it because, like, these are things that that are really depressing and really sad. And there's no way I can, I can hold space for all these emotions and still, like, be okay. I'm working through kind of trying to understand how I can really, how I can fully experience my emotions without being overwhelmed by them. But I think for me, right now, it's me trying to it's me trying to create barriers, barriers around things that I think can put me in a very emotionally um, chaotic place. I kind of used to be this person, used to be the person that would judge people if they didn't post about a cer- certain social issue. And not going to lie, I still kind of do that, but only if people are being hypocrites. Because someone says, like, you know, I believe this and something happens and they don't, like, discuss it, then I'm like, okay, you're lying because if this is an issue for you, why are you talking about it? I mean, people don't owe you anything, honestly, but I'm just saying that if you talk about, for example, that like food insecurity is a problem for you and something happens that literally discusses food insecurity, it's a big issue and you're just completely silent on it. Like you just, you have nothing to say about it. No thoughts, no feelings, nothing at all. Then I'm going to be looking at you like, okay, so this is your field. This is your lane. Like, why aren't you discussing it? But I'm saying that like, I don't, I no longer hold regular people or even celebrities, even social media influencers, YouTubers, to a standard in which they have to post about everything that's going on. I don't. And I know that, you know, when I said George Floyd protests and a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, I think a lot of people were saying, you know, if so-and-so doesn't post about, if so-and-so doesn't have a, um, a Black Lives, doesn't have Black Lives Matter in their, in their, in their profile or their bio, then, you know, I'm not going to follow them anymore. I'm not going to support them. I'm not support that content creator because they don't, love black people they don't love they don't care about you know police brutality but honestly you just never know you know not because someone posts oh black lives matter in their bio doesn't mean they actually care about that movement or they care about black people and so you know i just i'm like whatever at this point i'm just like whatever 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 i also think that many of us do things that are contradictory to what we say Right. And so I think I'm willing to give grace to a lot of people once they're, once it's not out of hypocrisy, you know, I think people who are pretending or performing, um, you know, some sort of like virtue, virtue signaling going on, like, oh, I'm a good person because I do this, I do that. People who are pretending, I think, do need to be called out. But I think that in general, people do kind of, 
we as human beings do kind of move in contradictory ways. I don't think so. I don't think it's always intentional. I don't think it's always within our awareness. But I do think that sometimes we do, do we do do things that are not like in line with what we say we want to do. I'm more willing to give people grace when I see that they're not like when, when I see that there is an incongruence between their words and their actions. You know, I I, I think intention and motive is a big, very big, a very big component when it comes to really understand what people do and what they say. If someone if I if I feel that someone's intention was a good intention, then I know that okay, you know what, maybe they're just unaware, maybe they're just ignorant, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I feel like when people show you that they don't care and that they're trying to perform and pretend, they're putting on a mask to make themselves look good, that's a, that's a different story. Completely different story. And I'm gonna be honest, there was a time where I would actually post things on Instagram. And I will just post because, you know, I'm like, oh, I need to post this. I need to post that. But I have to really sell myself, I think, and ask myself, why am I posting? Why why am I posting what I'm posting? Am I posting to get attention? Am I posting to really raise awareness? Like, what is the point of me posting right now? I'm trying to be more cognizant of, of my intentions behind wh- why I post what I post. All right, let's just shift the focus a bit and let's talk about this huge dichotomy between democrats and republicans and conservatives and liberals and just this huge divide between a lot of people on different hot topics so to start i feel like things are never as black and white as they seem most times right um and i think this thing in which people are always like oh you have to you have to you have to be pro or again you have to be pro or against this thing if you're pro then i can't support if you're against i can't support you I don't think it's. I don't think that's always the right place to be in. I think there are certain issues where it's like, okay, if you're if you're for you know, like I don't know, the KKK, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're for the KKK. It's okay, you know, I understand. I I I I, I um I recognize your perspective. Like, no, like that's not that's not okay. Like that's legit not okay, right? But I think that in general, a lot of there there is a lot of nuance to many things that we discuss, and I think when we just try to c- categorize things as black or white. We're missing out on the gray areas that are very fruitful for discussions. I actually read somewhere that there's, there's no such thing as being a centrist. And that's that's really interesting because you would think like, okay, well, there are people who are just like in the center. Turns out that a lot of people are actually like either like left of the center or right of the center. Like no one's really a, like a true centrist. And so anyway, yeah. I have a working theory that these polar opposite positions or standpoints that people take is the result of people being unwilling to hear the other side to engage in discussions or conversations in good faith. I've been thinking a lot about abortion rights because, you know, given the um, current drama going on with the Supreme Court, um, there's a lot, lot to be said about that. And I, and I was just thinking about like how little I know about abortion, but how much of an opinion I have about it. And I was just like, whoa, this is kind of like, this is really, this is something to think about because how can I have such a strong, well, not, my, my, my opinion is not super strong, but how can I have such a, how can I have an, even an opinion on something that I don't even know about? Like, like it's, it's crazy for me to think that I have an opinion on, on whether or not I'm for or against abortions or abortion rights or pro-life or pro-whatever, yet I can't even properly tell you 
what an abortion does to, to the human body. I can't even tell you how abortions are done, when they're done. I can't tell you anything about abortions yet. I'm able to say, you know, oh, I'm against abortions or I'm for abortions. Like, and like, listen, maybe I'm just ignorant. Maybe I just, I'm just not, I haven't done the work. But I, I think a lot about this and I think a lot of people are the same way too. You know, when people are talking about critical race theory, people were talking about it in a way that showed that they did not know what critical race theory even was. They were like, oh, I'm against it or I'm for it, whatever. But like, if you ask them to tell, tell you what it was about, they couldn't even tell you what it was about. So it's like, how are you arguing against something you don't even know? You don't even know. You can't even define. You can't. You can't even define what critical race theory is. If you're telling me that you're against it, or you're for it, whatever. Like, there's no, there's no sort of legitimacy in your opinion or on your on your perspective if you can't even, if you don't even know what you're talking about. And just to go, kind of go back to um, the conversation around abortion rights and whatnot. I've heard a lot of people push back against the stance of pro-life largely because people who say they are pro-life don't even know what pro-life means. A lot of pro-life people are actually just anti-abortion because they say they're pro-life, yet they're like, they're the same people that are pushing for more and more people to be incarcerated for petty crimes. They're the same people that don't believe in having a social welfare system. They, they don't, they don't care about people. And how can you be pro-life when you don't care about people? Doesn't make any sense. Like, and so I, like, I honestly think that a lot of people are misinformed, but a lot of people are also just uninformed about a lot of things. And I say that, you know, I'm literally calling myself out right now too, because I'm, I'm sure I'm also largely uninformed and misinformed as well. And the thing is though, there is the information out there. It's just that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not doing the work. I'm not doing the work. You know, they're not doing the work. Whoever the people are, including me, the work isn't being done. So I, I just think that. I think it's important to listen to people that you don't agree with. And I say that knowing that there are situations where it's harmful to engage in conversations with people who who do not have the best intentions, people who are trying to harm people, people who are just spewing, spe- spewing, 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 spewing <laughs> harmful rhetoric. Obviously, I'm not saying you should go and sit with these people and discuss why their ideologies are wrong because they don't care. But I think that I think that there is a lot of people that that believe what they believe, but are willing to have the conversation to really just say, you know what? Okay, maybe I am for or against this, but let's talk about this. Let me talk about let's talk about why you believe what you believe. Let's discuss our different difference in beliefs. There's so much value in being able to listen to the other side, and there are people that I listen to, you know, podcasts or videos, whatever, who I. Do not agree with a lot of what they say. A lot of what they say. But I just want to hear what they're saying because I think you're able to form a more stronger, more holistic opinion when, when, when you know what you believe and you know what other people believe. You're able to really argue or debate things in a very, in a very, um, comprehensive, comprehensive way when you're able to say, you know what? I, I know what I believe and I know what they believe and I know what I believe is right, what they believe is wrong to me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a person's name, and I hope that you guys don't like try to come for me right now. Know that like I'm just I'm not trying to ruffle anyone's feathers or whatever. But there's this person named Coleman Hughes, and I think he's probably I don't know if he's known entirely for this, but I kind of knew about him, um, because he was discussing reparations, and it was him and 
Tanahasi Coates talking about reparations. He was against it, I believe. Hopefully, I'm not wrong, and hopefully, I'm not like out here misquoting him or mischaracterizing um, what he said. But pretty much, what I kind of gathered from that that talk he had, I think at the Capitol. I'm not sure where it was, but it you know Tanahasi Coates was talking about how reparations, how Black Americans deserve reparations, and he was kind of against it for various reasons. And a lot of people were dragging him. Um, but I, I was like, hmm, you know, I, I, I kind of think reparations should be a thing to black Americans. Absolutely. But I want to know, like, why does he disagree? What is he saying? And, you know, even most recently he had this, he had this interview with, um, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Yang. I couldn't think of his name for some reason, his last name for some reason, but he did an interview with um Coleman Hughes and they had a like, really interesting conversation. Like I really loved that podcast episode. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty good. And I say I say this to say that like you really don't have to agree with someone to listen to what they're saying. You don't. You can still hold fast that um stand stand fast steadfast. Stand steadfast, is that a word? Stand steadfast in what you believe and still be open to hearing other people's perspectives, still be open to hearing their opinions. You know, I think there's space for there is space for different opinions there's space for different perspectives and i think that we just need to make space for more of these conversations because this is what expands people people's minds and their mindsets and challenges them to do their own research to learn more to keep on gathering and synthesizing information anyway that's it for this episode hope you guys enjoyed it Please rate and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.